Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents...
narrow streets were paved with dark cobblestones, each one carved and slipped into place by as many tortured dreamers. A mishmash of various and twisted Victorian styles constituted the surrounding buildings, all of them constructed from uncertain materials and uh, in implausible ways, as if they'd sprouted spontaneously from the ground. Their shuttered windows resembled sleeping eyes trying to shield themselves from hideous sights, or uh, maybe to confine the dreadful sights within. Driving further into the city center, the structures appeared to gather overhead, leaning over the streets as if to obscure the sky, pressing down from above. Carface's headlights seemed to push the fog and shadow aside as we cruised along, an illuminated pair of hands coaxing children out of harm's way. But the sense of enclosure only increased giving the feeling that we navigated a winding tunnel. I rolled down the window to sample a bit of the ambiance, breathe the air. The darkness and fog were broken by the distant sound of a lullaby, soft and melancholic, echoing from somewhere deep within the maze of tunnels and streets. As we merged into what appeared to be a darksome suburb of the city, I noticed people. They were sleeping in the oddest places, on rooftops, tangled amongst tree branches, suspended from lampposts, or uh, simply floating in midair, wrapped in flowing, tattered blankets. Their unconscious writhing and twitching signaled the presence of unending nightmares, Nightmares that collectively fueled the very life force of the city, akin to a generator drawing energy from human dreams. As if sensing my curiosity, Carface rolled down all the windows and slowed down, veering close to the side of the road. He drew up to a man draped over a bench, his face obscured by a cascade of raven black hair. The air began to vibrate softly, and I heard the muted sounds of horrible screaming leaking from his very skin. The guy's body converted into little more than an organic theater of nightmares. The more they all dreamed, the more the city grew, its tendrils reaching into the far corners of the collective human psyche. Suddenly a figure stepped out from the shadows, A tall, gaunt man with hollowed eyes and a thin, wry smile. His voice dripped in malice. Looking for a place to rest for the night? Carface rolled up all the windows and continued past the stranger, who only grinned and tipped his ragged hat in the rear view. Was that really necessary, Carface? I get it. This dump is filled with creepy shit. I don't need you rubbing my goddamn nose in it. And I hope you're not taking the scenic route on my account, because you're just wasting your time if you are. I'm not exactly a uh, easily freaked out sort of guy. This is nothing but another Tuesday for me. Now, uh, hurry up and get me to Romy, will ya? 
Apparently taking my words to heart, my demonic ride pulled onto a long stretch of cracked road and sped up, the crooked overhanging streetlights flashing by as we roared onward. I didn't expect to see other cars on the road, but uh, at one point we passed a rusted, busted-up excuse for a double-decker bus coughing its way down the road. Just before it disappeared into an adjacent tunnel, I saw dozens of faces pressed against its filthy windows, their expressions desperate and pleading. Before I could vent my disgust at what this lousy fucking berg was all about, red lights streaked Carface's innards as an ambulance drew alongside us, its white-faced and eyeless driver nodding at me as he veered close. Carface turned on his hazards and slowed to let the vehicle pass, a mockery of highway etiquette. Unlike a regular ambulance, the thing's cab had great big windows where I could see things dressed as EMTs. They were milling around the screaming shape of a woman, laughing and gesturing as she gave birth to something. What the fuck? Do you really want me to jerk the revolvers? Blow holes in those freak jobs? Because I will if this shit keeps up. Oh my, oh my. Since when was my big, strong, stoic brother such a drama queen? (laughs) Where's the stony indifference he's so famous for? Maybe he's fed up to the gills with a shit show. Sugar was right. I was feeling a bit, um, raw. This was one of the reasons I wanted to avoid New Vic altogether. I knew it might hit me in places. I didn't usually have places. In for a dime, in for a dollar. (laughs) I think the saying goes. Uh, But, uh... Don't fret, my dear brother. (laughs) You'll be with us in a jiffy. (laughs) Carface, take the uh, shortcut, won't you? (laughs) At Sugar's prompting, the street ahead yawned open as Carface roared and his light surged blue. The aperture swallowed us whole as the nightmare hot rod raced downward, almost faster than its headlights could illuminate the way. And somewhere in the sleeping darkness that fed the horrors of the city, I could feel a part of myself reach out to her, seeking a mother's touch. I had no idea precisely where we were, but it was somewhere deep under the city. That is, if New Vic conformed to traditional notions of up and down. Carface's headlights were still on, framing a small door of rotted wood pressed into the dirt and stone of the 
surrounding earthen walls. So I guess this is the place, yeah? Carface sat in silence as I made my way over to the door and nudged it open. Just as the demon car's lights would have illuminated the inside of the space, they clicked off, and I was afloat in darkness. I drew my revolvers and... Surprise! Surprise! Welcome home, Isaiah! (laughs) The small earthen room exploded with sound and light as sparklers and noisemakers blazed and squawked. Jesus Christ, I was just about to plug you guys. The fuck are you thinking? Why, we were thinking you deserved a little welcome home party, you big galoot. (coughs) Welcome back, Isaiah. Better late than never. (coughs) Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip. Knock that shit off. I'm not amused. I was ticking right out in the open. So I made like I was rubbing my eyes. I could feel myself dividing, being torn apart, by the portion of me that felt like I actually had come home, and the part that wanted to burn the whole fucking city to the ground. An immense cake crowned with candles the size of dynamite sticks sat on a wobbly fold-out table in the middle of the room. Beyond it, a door at the back swung open. Is this what you two lunatics have been doing in here all this time? Setting up a friggin' surprise party? Did it ever occur to the peanut gallery that neither of us is particularly thrilled to be here? Just one look at me and she could tell I wasn't at 100%. I couldn't get the scene of the woman in the back of the ambulance out of my head. It was just like I'd always imagined. Maybe worse. First the shit with Karis, and now this. I'm sorry, Isaiah. I had no idea what they were up to. I ask you, what kind of a world do we live in where a family can't sit around the table to celebrate a loved one's return? (laughs) It's okay. I'm fine. Just a bit, I don't know, jet-lagged, I suppose. You could at least try a little smidgen of the cake I baked. It's made from 100% real... Oh, I'm sure it's delicious, Dollface, but but we should really get down to business now that Isaiah's here. (laughs) Down to business is right, because that's where we're off to if we want to meet the head of the family. (laughs) My temper flared at the mention of Gloomhast, my mother's killer. My father. Whoa, whoa, wait wait a minute. You said we were coming here to lay low, plan our next move, not meet with that fucking bastard. I know, Isaiah, but all we have at this point is Gloomhest and Automa to help us put a stop to what's coming. What choice do we really have? All I could do was glare at the wall, my ticks barely held in check. <sighs> Look, I'm not thrilled to speak with them either, but this whole thing is bigger than just us. We owe it to the millions, likely tens of millions of people who stand to die if we do nothing. Come on, dear brother of mine, let's... You shut right the fuck up. I'm not talking to you. 
You've been pitching curveballs at us from the beginning. I'm not in the least bit fucking interested in what you have to say. Oh, there you are, Carface. <laughs> I give you some balloons and a party favor, but Isaiah over there's decided to be a great big party pooper. <laughs> Case in point, that son of a bitch has been dragging me all over the city just to shove my face in all of this. Ahem! Don't you talk about Carface like that. I told him make sure you took the long way back, so I'd have time to make your cake and get all the fun stuff ready. For your party, Mr. Meanie. The mockery mixed with mirth was just too much for me. I had no remedy for it. No words. Looking at them, they were just monsters. Just sick, twisted freaks. I wanted to put them all out of their goddamn misery. My misery. I, I, I knew it was the city. Her, getting under my skin. Flaying open half-healed scars. I should never have come. Okay, that's it. Sugar, you and the others get out. But my dear sweet... Now! You heard her, gang. Last one to the big stalagmites. A rotten peanut butter egg. <laughs> hey, no fair. You've got a head start. Cheater! The second the Merling were gone, Isaiah kicked over the table. As the layers of the cake crashed and slid apart, the innards of the thing became visible. A collection of organic shapes that made me shudder to even think about. Let me ask you something. After all the shit that's been pulled on us, how do we even know that this second darkness is even a real thing, huh? And not just another carrot on the end of a string. Something to keep us moving forward, according to someone else's or something else's plan. I don't know for sure. But how can we afford not to take the threat seriously, knowing what's at stake? Romy, they've manipulated us from the start. We only know what they want us to know. And look at where we are now, for Christ's sakes. Under New Victoria, where our demonic siblings just tried to throw me a fucking surprise party for returning to the one place I swore I'd never set foot in again. And now, because the hits never stop, we're supposed to powwow with the monster who manipulated us, and for all intents and purposes, raped and killed our mother. Just how much shit are we supposed to wade through before we've paid our dues? It's not about us, period. Couldn't it just be, maybe, that you think by pressing forward you'll never have to look back? That if the world isn't always coming to a fucking end, you'll have to try and actually live in it? Look, I get that you've never wanted to face facts about all of this. That we aren't human. That our father isn't human. But I haven't had the luxury of turning my back on it all. I never woke up from the nightmare of what happened to us. She haunts my dreams almost every fucking night. Charlotte, our dead mother. And see, I can even say her name, unlike you, 
because she's always there. Always. Huh. So don't you sit there and lecture me about running away from the past. I fucking lived there. I never left because she won't let me. So you think coming here, of all fucking places, is a good idea? Back to the city and the son of a bitch who did this to us? To her? You want to save the fucking world? Well, maybe we ought to start with that fucker. Smoke about a hundred pale rounds right through his worthless fucking head, and when that's done, you can chop the goddamn thing clean off. Oh, that's your solution for everything, isn't it? Kill them all! You're goddamn right it is. Someone's got to be willing to pull the fucking trigger, and I sure as hell don't run around whining about the ethics of blowing away a motherfucker who's got it coming. Because that's all you know how to do. And when you aren't blowing heads off right in front of me, you're sneaking around behind my back to do it on the sly. That's real fucking rich. Your hands aren't exactly pristine anymore. You can say it's to save people all you want, but at the end of the day, all you've earned yourself is a goddamn body count. I've only killed monsters, and you fucking know it. But maybe saving people is just my ploy to keep your guns aimed in the right goddamn direction. Who the hell knows who you'd shoot if you didn't have the Esoterium, or the Headmasters at Jericho, or the Night Hand, or the Reclamation Department, or even some cold mechanical monster calling out your targets. Let me ask you something. Forget about me trying to live in the real world. How are you going to live with yourself after you realize that you're no better than an exopath? When you have to account for all the people you fucking murdered. I couldn't believe what I'd said. What was happening to me? Oh, how it pains me to see my children quarrel. There are precious few things that can draw me up from my home that looks out over the raging arrows. Where sleep begets dream, dream begets nightmare, and nightmare begets flesh. But you, Isaiah, Rosemary, are sufficiently precious and few. A clutching new darkness accompanied the voice swallowing the squelching debris of the demonic surprise party and the earthen room that held it. A pall, unlike any I'd ever seen, plunged us into the guts of a nightmare hauled from deepest sleep into waking. In place of the room, following the darkness, came an old nightmare, something dreamed a million times over, carved from blocks of solid fear and plied by unseen horrors. Within that enclosure loomed the dim suggestion of something massive, a living horror towering over us, pitch billowing from it like steamed shadows and churning smoke. Its eyes felt like points of infinite black that made the surrounding darkness seem bright by comparison. And there was an aura, an effulgence of deep foulness, a trauma memory sewn into the surrounding space, the air we breathed. Years and years, like a groaning chasm, have filled the spaces betwixt us. But not even time can efface the bonds of a family such as ours. For what is time to a dream? 
We abide in places that slip the knots of ordinary life. We exist despite, not because. And so, upon this curving spiral, we were certain to meet again, and again, and again. Isaiah would have interrupted the monster's monologue by now, injected his signature sarcasm, but I could see him in the darkness. His eyes. He was barely there, lost in an altogether different spiral. As for me, I was filtering the enormity of the moment through countless similar dreams. Dark family reunions were endemic to my nightmares. I'd met umpteen different versions of my father, stood at his clawed feet, stared into his inhuman eyes. That this happened to be the real deal didn't rattle me as much as it probably should have. While I have looked in on you, my daughter, from time to time, I have never beheld my son. Oh, what a creature you've become, Isaiah Stroud. Even now, here in this wakeless place, your will denies the dreams that have overtaken legions, laid a city at my feet, lifted a world of nightmare from deepest sleep. Together with your sister, who has walked her entire life amongst the empty spaces between the pointless turns of sun and moon, who never once opened her truest eyes to the ravages of waking. <laughs> oh, what wonders we shall work together. And what worries we shall bring to those who dwell above and below. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Mark Anzalone, Kelly Bear, and David Cummings. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the world of Maltopia, visit Maltopia.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.